This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't, and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm your host, Snigdha, and joining me today are three News Laundry reporters, Basant. Hello, Basant. Hello. And we have News Laundry's Virat Kohli. <laughs> this joke never gets old. Somebody the other day also called yes. you Virat Kohli on Twitter, right? Seriously, <laughs> I thought it was over. I mean, then uh, Shub or someone pointed out yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Speaking very I'm getting happy. the attention. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'm very happy to introduce to you, dear listeners, our latest addition to the amazing bunch of News Laundry reporters. Nikita Bishnoi. Welcome to Reporters, Nikita. Hi, Snigda. Thank you. Uh, we are very happy to have you. And so, so, what have you been up to? Tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, so I am basically from Uttarakhand. I'd been working in Rajasthan for a while with Hindustan Times and I've recently joined News Laundry. So, uh, presently, uh, so recently I had been working on low testing rates in India, you know, as in uh, not even 1% of Indian population has been tested for uh, COVID-19. Right. Talking to a couple of experts, I didn't, talk, uh, you know, analyzing the data that I have got, uh, the go- Indian government, I mean, Jitnabi, uh, the Indian government gave us. Um, so I've been working on that. Great. So we'll discuss your report in a bit. And uh, so before we begin, I want to tell all our new listeners about News Laundry. We are a 100% ad-free news platform and we need your support to stay afloat. So please subscribe to us and pay to keep news free. Go to www.newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. Also, all those who are listening to this podcast on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify and all such podcast platforms, uh, please go to our website and check out the content there as well. We have a number of interviews, podcasts, and a number of ground reports as well. So do go to our website and check them out. Thank you, Ayan. So let's begin with some bizarre news stories. Who wants to go first? Man, Basant. My Priya and ex-boss Sudhir Chaudhary are connected to my लेकिन कल जब हमारे भारत के तीन फोटो फोटोग्राफर्स को ये अवार्ड मिला जो कश्मीर से ताल्लुक रखने वाले थे और कश्मीर भी ताल्लुक कश्मीर से तो उस पे मतलब कश्मीर है तो पॉलिटिक्स होनी ही है राजनीति होनी ही है राहुल गांधी ने तारीफ कर दी चलिए ये सब चलता है सबसे इंटरेस्टिंग और सबसे हैरान करने वाला था जी न्यूज का वीओ इस स्टोरी पे जी एंकर कह रही है कि भारत को बदनाम करने वाली तस्वीर जर्नलिस्ट का काम होता है तस्वीर क्लिक करना उसको उस तस्वीर से बदनामी हो रही है तारीफ कर रही है जर्नलिस्ट का पैसा थोड़े है तो ये हैरानी वाली बात मुझे याद आया एक मेरे सीईओ थे जब रोहिंग्या का मामला चल रहा था मैं रिपोर्ट करने गया था तो हमारे एडिटर ने कहा था पसंद स्टोरी करते हुए ध्यान रखना कि हम भारत का पक्ष लेंगे तो मैंने उनसे कहा था कि सर पत्रकार के रूप में भारत या किसी का पक्ष क्यों ले सकते हैं जो मुद्दा है उसको रख देंगे तो उन्होंने कहा था नहीं एक जर्नलिस्ट के रूप में हमें अपने देश को रिप्रेजेंट करना होता है मैं बड़ा हैरान हुआ था 
तो बहुत सारे लोगों में ये भावना रहती है कि हम पत्रकार हैं तो भारत को रिप्रेजेंट करेंगे अरे यार हम ह्यूमैनिटी को रिप्रेजेंट कर रहे हैं जो अवार्ड मिला वो तस्वीर के लिए मिला है ना तो तस्वीर भली बुरी नहीं होती तस्वीर या तो अगर डॉक्टर तस्वीर हो या फेक तस्वीर हो तब हम सवाल उठाए घटना हुई है उसको उन्होंने क्लिक किया है अगर फोटो जर्नलिस्ट का काम होता है घटना को क्लिक करना मान लीजिए कि रघु राय की जो तस्वीर बहुत मशहूर है वो जो भोपाल त्रासदी वाली बच्चे का आंख दिख रहा है छोटा सा अब उस समय कोई कह देता है कि इससे तो भारत की छवि खराब हो रही है कि भारत में हेल्थ सिस्टम बेकार है तो इसका क्या मतलब है भाई वो जो भारतीय मीडिया का एक जो हिस्सा है जो राष्ट्रवादी हो रखा है वो शराब पीने वाले में भी राष्ट्रवाद होता है और मतलब तमाम चीजें है तो सवाल ये उनको ऐतराज इस बात से उसमें लिखा हुआ है कि विवादित जमीन कश्मीर को तो विदेश का जो भी मीडिया है पश्चिम का जो भी मीडिया है वो कश्मीर को विवादित जमीन मानता है हम लोग नहीं मानते तो हम लिखते हैं कि भारत कश्मीर और पीओके लिखते हैं पाकिस्तान अधिकृत कश्मीर तो हम भी लिखते हैं तो इंटरनेशनल मीडिया मानता है कि कश्मीर एक विवादास्पद जमीन है और उस पर दोनों देशों ने कब्जा किया तो पीओके लिखता है और भारत प्रशासित कश्मीर लिखता है तो ठीक है ऐतराज वाली बात होनी भी चाहिए लेकिन सबसे अच्छी बात है कि आप तो खुश हो यार इनको नारद अवार्ड से ही खुश होंगे ये आप सबको पता है ना नारद अवार्ड मिलता है एक स्टोरी की थी आई थिंक किसने आयुष ने की थी नहीं 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 वो उन्होंने किया था आजकल नहीं जो आजकल मुंबई में गौरव गौरव भाई ने उटसाइडल from standing outside a liquor shop and mind you they were actually maintaining social distance <laughs> so this is the funniest thing you know yeah it was yeah it was quite funny i mean i saw that video too but well you got to do what you got to do i guess Yeah. <laughs> what about Ayan? What's your bizarre news for this week? Yeah. So the, this is a uh, bizarre but in a way it's sad also. This is from Karnataka. Oh. So uh, what happened is that yesterday uh, the state government of Karnataka they wrote to the Southwestern Railway uh, withdrawing their earlier request to arrange for train services which were scheduled for today. And these train services were meant you know to ferry all the stuck migrants in the state. Hmm. Hmm. so uh, this is kind of strange i mean this announcement this i mean uh, uh, announcement came from the state government all of a sudden when thousands of migrants were actually waiting to you know get back home and uh, although there is no clear reason given by the government till now but people are many people are actually you know speculating that this actually had to do with uh, a meeting between the chief yeah. minister and an association of you know real yes. estate developers so i mean what basically happened is that corporate pressure worked against the interest of the stuck migrants so now 
I mean, the government or the industry is saying that these need, migrants, they need to stay back in Karnataka in order to revive the economy and all that. I mean, th- okay, that's okay, fine. But if somebody is not willing to work, somebody is worried about his or her health, and you, you don't have any right to pressurize them to stay back and work, right? So this is actually bizarre. I mean, when other states are trying to get the migrants back, Karnataka all of a sudden came up with this announcement. Yeah, it's it's quite shocking actually. Yeah. I mean, when you're seeing so many thousands of migrant workers suffering and and suddenly yeah. after all that international pressure, governments are announcing trains, special trains to take them and then out of the blue this happens. That's exactly, exactly. True. And uh, also when the cases are rising. Right, exactly, exactly. So my bizarre news for this week is quite bizarre <laughs> and very it's not Konpushrek from Basant. <laughs> Basant. <laughs> I knew it I knew it Basant as usual it's from the US <laughs> <laughs> so but then it's very funny listen to this so in Utah uh, this uh, highway trooper he was uh, on his uh, he was driving around and he saw this car like swerving all over the highway okay left right center and uh, he somehow managed to pull the car over and uh, you know who was driving a 5 year old boy what yeah seriously a 5 year old boy okay and his name was adrian and he was sitting in the edge of the seat because he couldn't even reach the brake pedal no so he was sitting right at the edge and uh, apparently so when the trooper asked him what happened what are you doing? He's like, he had a fight with his mother uh, because she refused to buy him a Lamborghini. Yeah. And he got, he <laughs> felt very angry and he decided to leave uh, Cal- uh, for California from Utah. He was driving all the way to California to buy the car himself. And uh, you know how much he had in his pocket? How much? Three dollars. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, that's my bizarre news. <laughs> Anyway, since it's your first time, let's begin with you. Okay. Uh, so, Nikita, uh, listeners, those of you who have not uh, gone through the website recently, Nikita did a report on the low testing uh, in, the, in India. And the report is titled, India has tested less than 1% of its population for coronavirus. Why? And it's a very re- important report. So, uh, Nikita, why don't you tell us a little bit about... Um, what's going on because uh, just i think two days ago now they're saying that uh, india is conducting over seventy-four thousand tests per day and yeah. i think it's crossed one million also like not per day but the total number of tests has uh, crossed one million so snigda you were right you know they are testing people uh, in quite you know high number now hmm. but you know they are very late actually Let's say if they might have started uh, the testing people in such high numbers in, let's say, February or March, maybe, uh, you know, things could have been very different now. So, um, you know, uh, uh, India is a country where, you know, there are restrictions on the flights and all were also pretty late. So, um, you know, a month after the lockdown, we can see, like, as I've written in my story as well, the data that the government gave, we can see that, you know, a month into the lockdown, we only tested around 0.04% of, uh, of the population. of. That's abysmal. I mean, that's... Yeah. Crazy. But 
but but you know what um uh, uh, the day when we reached uh, th- uh, on it, april 30th we mm. tested 0.06% so the tests are not growing um so to say uh, as per the population but yes they are growing in number and right. secondly uh, you know the positivity rate which is a very important component uh, you know to understand mm. uh, you know the kind of testing that is being done so presently in india uh, out of every 100 test samples being tested hmm. only uh, 10 people or less than 10 people are found to be positive but that's not a good thing Can yeah explain why yeah that's not a good number why because while i was talking to some experts uh, for the for the story they told me that you know a, a good number would be when more than 10 people are found positive or ideally the number should be 20 to 30 or maybe more uh, you know why because one way to see it is you know we are getting less number of positive cases means that we have very less number of positive cases uh-huh. and the other way to see it is we might not be testing where the cases are maybe there is something that needs to change in the strategy of testing so that we might actually test speed test people and you know go to the places test the bunch of people test the hotspots test the clusters where we can actually find positive cases because you know the only way to deal with the situation is more and more tests right so i think the biggest problem is that the government is still denying until even until yesterday i think Hmm. uh the health minister he said harshwardhan said that uh, there's no community transmission transmission so yes. and i think that is one of the reasons why uh, uh we are still not testing enough right we yeah. are still uh, basically contact tracing and then tra- testing yeah. so anybody anybody who's not had contact or doesn't fall into the categories that the government has already designated like health workers or people mm-hmm. who work in hospitals etc um they will not be tested yeah also india has you know from the very beginning um, adapted an approach of symptomatic testing exactly so like people who have the symptom will be tested and people who don't won't be tested it was only after uh, you, uh, you know around uh, the end of end of march that you know some asymptomatic people were supposed to be tested uh, as review uh, you know it was reviewed uh, the strategy uh, testing strategy was reviewed and then the icmr said that yes asymptomatic people can also be tested but only those who are direct and high risk contact of any positive case oh yeah so we have always you know maintained very symptomatic approach in testing hmm. but that has always gone against uh, india so to say right and uh, uh nikita you also spoke to the former head of icmr dr t jacob john right and yeah. he said something something may not be right with the strategy of testing in the country so uh, can you tell us more about uh, um, the conversation you had with him and what you, uh, like what he thinks is the problem where we are going wrong yeah so um, dr t jacob john is actually the former head of icmr center mm. for advanced research in virology mm. so okay. um, yeah so we actually talked a lot about the positivity rate that i referred to mm. so he said you know let's see positivity rate as a pond like let's take two ponds in pond a there are ample number of fishes and in pond b there are very less fishes so mm. like if we want to uh, catch a fish in pond a 
Hmm. We'll catch the fish in maybe half an hour. But yeah. if we want to catch a fish in pond B, we might take a day or two to catch one fish. Right. So, in the same manner, if we really um, uh, uh, design the strategies in a way that you know we catch uh, 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 you know more fishes that will help to understand what is really going on in India. Presently, we are not getting any clear picture. Also, um, he also spoke about um, uh, this case where which came up in Indore, wherein an mm-hmm. Ayurvedic doctor mm-hmm. he died of coronavirus, huh. and this doctor was. Even uh, he was not even seeing the patients then, and he was uh, inside his home. And he just one fine day he came to know that he got the infection, and then he just died. So he said that you know, had Indian government has always been denying that there is a community transmission, uh, transmission. But if there's no community transfer, uh, transmission, why is this happening? Exactly. So he's saying that if he said that, you know, if we want to use our, uh, uh, you know, resources, our testing kits efficiently, we really, really need to dwell upon, you know, what strategies, what, the change in the strategies that there should be in order to actually find people so that we can treat them. If we uh, can't find them, we won't be able to treat them. Right, right. Um, also, uh, Nikita, one of the things that came across from your report and also from the news that we're constantly reading, uh, you know, every day about the virus and how the government is tackling, there are lots of problems with the tests. I mean, first, uh, you know, with the faulty test kits that came from China, yeah. then uh, the government is being quite untransparent and like, you know, sort of secretive, right, when it comes to questions about testing and test kits. Uh, so can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, government has always been secretive about testing. That is very true. Because, uh, you know, uh, until I think 24th or 23rd, 23rd or 24th of April, government were giving two separate numbers. A, the number of samples that were tested. B, the number of people being test- tested. Because, you know, let's understand this. This infection is such that a person needs to be te- tested twice, maybe thrice. Mm. But just like, uh, you know, Kanika Kapoor's case, she was te- tested five times. Right, right. So the number of samples being tested will always be greater than the number of people being tested. Exactly, right. So mm-hmm. until 23rd uh, or let's say 24th of April, government gave uh, both the numbers, you know, the number of tests conducted and number of people tested. But suddenly what happened, We nobody knows, they're just giving the number uh, number of samples te- tested, not right. the number of people being tested. So right. this seems very skeptical as to why is this happening. And there's one other country which is doing the same, which is US. Mm. Like, uh, but, and there are other countries, you know, just like South Korea, let's say Taiwan or... Uh, um, Britain, so to say, they are giving both the numbers, and you know, till date, they are also showing the records. Huh. You know, like, as in, uh, if you want to uh, view uh, how many num- number of tests pe- conducted, number of people tested on May fifth, or let's say a week ago, you can find them on their CDC websites. But India isn't doing that. What India is doing is it'll give you today's number, and huh. if you want to view today's number tomorrow as well, you won't get it because they are constantly, uh, you know, uh, doing away with the, with a, with a number and updating it with the new number. 
so there are so many things which are skeptical there are no answers to it but right. yet uh, you know there's so many news reports and so many journalists have talked about it that you know the government is kind of dodging the these questions as well exactly so yes, uh, government has been very secretive about so many things yeah i mean for, for example lavagarwal and his press conferences whenever he's questioned about yeah. testing he gives very like uh, i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah of course non uh, non straight answers non straight uh, answers yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also <clears throat> since i'm monitoring these uh, covid-19 press conferences daily i'm like watching them daily i'm analyzing them daily so uh. you know in so many of these press conferences um, uh, lava grawal uh, the official who you know briefs us about what is happening yeah um, in so many of the meetings he said you know india started its response as early as uh, january 8th right Achha. before uh, the uh, you know the who declared this as a pandemic but he has never given details as to what what did happen on yeah January. yeah because I mean, for the longest time we know there are so many reports we've heard from people we know who were traveling that they were they were not screening at airports properly the all of that wasn't happening so yeah and also another thing that i find really uh, you know the uh, the picture is very hazy when it comes to procurement of testing kits uh, why did the government pay extra like for example those uh, test kits that we got from china right yeah why did we pay extra when the actual price of the kits was lo- lower somewhere around 400 something whereas we paid around 600 something so smigna so, there's a, a doubt a sense of doubt on the usage of these test kits as well because you know these te- uh, the rapid tests that we are talking about don't give the actual result they could only uh, give you a result uh, so to say you know rapid tests find out the antibodies being created in your body you get infected by the by let's say any virus or maybe coronavirus huh. so it just calculates those antibodies and it could tell that you know whether your body has those antibodies or not Th- that is how we find out you know that a person could be infected or was infected in the past or not and right. in some cases even if a person has been cured, cured of corona virus the antibodies would still be there ha huh. yeah so yeah. you know this uh, test i mean this test is i mean not the full proof test because even after if somebody test after this test is conducted we need an rt pcr test which is the actual test of corona virus i mean the initial test not the actual the initial test of for corona virus which takes at least 24 hours to give the result so this is not the uh, this rapid tests were not the full proof solution, uh, solution uh, to the thing but you know as we see like, like as you rightly pointed out that you know after these kits came in and uh, government such as rajasthan government was the first to say that these testing kits the rapid testing kits mm-hmm. are not accurate we are not mm-hmm. going to use them there's so many government that fo- governments that followed up so yes we did uh, you know uh, we did try to pay extra but you know the uh, uh, some news reports also say that you know the IC, uh, the icmr's point of view uh, i mean the comment uh, that they mentioned the icmr says that you know we have not paid yet uh why because you know we didn't pay the entire advance amounts and the you know the uh, so to say the uh, case that came was hmm. came prior to giving the hmm, uh, hmm. we really don't know what is what has happened but one thing is for sure that you know these are these are not very effective tests 
and right. we wasted so much of time so much of you know you understand how the government documentation the paperwork yeah. happened yeah. so we wasted so much of time the time that was very crucial and we could have uh, actually uh, uh, you know got ourselves involved in procuring some rt pcr tests instead of these rapid test kits so there is so much going on inside that we don't know about but yeah. i don't think this is going to go yeah right and even there was a there was another problem with the suppliers because uh, uh, the company that was actually providing these tests they denied you know uh, they denied uh, making those tests available to india right and uh, the india was basically getting it from a third party and mm. uh, the company company later completely denied it and then and then you also wrote about uh, another company that makes these tests about how difficult it is to make that many number of tests in such a short time right a uh, test kits i mean yeah yeah uh, right. so yeah there are lots of lots of um, uh i mean i think i think lacunas when it comes to the procurement of these kits and also testing anyway, i mean that something hmm. that is very bizarre snigda is uh, you know when i was talking to some health officials from various states you know just to ask them that you know is there are there less number of testing kits is that, is that the reason that you know uh, there are less number of tests in india because we don't have testing kits they just completely denied the fact and they said we have enough number when i asked them what is the number of testing kits that they have or they are procuring they on a daily basis they just couldn't didn't answer to that so i mean the thing is even if uh, all of us you know now there have been enough news reports saying that you know we have very less number of testing kits in india hmm. the government it's is still denying that which is not correct i mean at least they should be uh, clear on the face that you know we have these number of testing kits and this is how the strategy is going to be so unless and until they don't come out clear and don't don't involve the community at a time like this and don't involve the people along with them there's no there's no going uh, no permanent solution can could be found could be found out absolutely and uh, i would like to remind all, all our listeners that now uh, you know is a great time to support independent media organizations like news laundry because we will ask these questions the ones that nikita has mentioned in her report do read her report and don't forget to subscribe to us because we do not depend on advertisers or the government or any other sponsors for money we depend on you uh now thank you so much nikita that was very helpful and um now we'll come to ayan Ayan has written uh, an uh, an extensive report on uh, private coaching centers and how they are suffering. Um, Ayan, yeah. uh, the report is titled "Fear, Uncertainty, and Social Distancing: How Private Coaching Centers Are Coping in the Time of Coronavirus." Now, yes, um, yeah. yeah. So, Ayan, tell us more about uh, your report. Mm-hmm. so uh, i mean uh, the situation is obviously you know gloomy for almost all the sectors of the economy and that is why the private coaching in the sector cannot be in isolation it is also going to face a very tough times ahead but uh, what is interesting about this sector is that many people don't think of it as a you know as an organized industry hmm. because most coach, coaching centers you just see them and you think that okay people are just going to these centers and you know doing classes and it it's like a very uh, side phenomenon for a lot of people we don't think of it as an organized industry so 
but according to a report published in the india today magazine last year uh, it is actually a big industry and it is estimated at around 52000 rupees crore so that's like 7.5 billion dollars so <clears throat> that is why it was important to you know audit uh, the state of affairs in this industry as well just like yeah. people are you know talking about the other sectors of the economy so yes and for that i uh, talked to some leading names in the industry and as you can see uh, within the industry also there are some key segments which draw the highest number of students so right. for example this report that i'm uh, talking about uh, the one that came out in the india today mag- magazine according to that you know there were nearly 4 million students enrolled in coaching centers across the country that is like at least 40 lakh students are you know enrolled in coaching centers and these figures were from uh, 2018 i guess because this was a survey mm-hmm. done by this uh, consultancy firm called technopack so mm-hmm. you can imagine that the numbers have only gone up in the last 2 years and out of these uh, 4 million plus students uh, you know at least half of them are enrolled in coaching centers that provide services for upsc examination uh, the je examination and the neet examination now upsc all of us know uh, and uh, the je is basically the undergraduate engineering yeah. entrance examination and neet is uh, the same for medical the undergraduate uh, yeah, medical so entrance. i think yesterday i on uh, i i think iit je main entrance exam and the advanced exam uh, the the uh, hrd minister announced the dates right yeah so dates have been postponed now now they are going to be held uh, in the month of july Uh, june and july now, end of june and july if um, yeah yeah and uh, and similarly the upsc prelims date is you know also going to be pushed uh, to the end of june or maybe in july uh, huh. i think uh, they will come up with an announcement regarding that on may 20th if i am not wrong but anyway the all the dates are getting postponed right. so that is one thing so and accordingly that is uh, something which is going to benefit the students preparing for these exams because they have now got extra time huh. but that is you know com- i mean the situation is completely opposite to uh, the owners of the con- uh, coaching institutions because uh, these delays have only meant at, you know an uncertain uh, future for a, m- a majority of these coaching institutions you know so i spoke to some institutions uh, which prepare students for je me hmm. and uh, upsc right so uh, among these institutions which i spoke to so one of them which is like a major name in the upsc segment vajiram hmm. uh, and ravi everyone hmm. knows about them so vajiram and ravi's director uh, he told me that they are expecting as much as a 40% dip in 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 the admission rate this year so 40% admission rate is going to if i mean affect a lot in terms of their turnovers as well because uh, most of these students you know uh, enroll in this uh, general studies course and for a general studies course Uh, almost all the major players charge something around 1.5 lakh rupees for a student yeah. so if 40% is the predicted downfall in terms of admissions then a majority of them will be from the general studies course as well which means the significant portion of their revenues will also come down so that is why these coaching centers are actually you know uh, heading towards really bad days now this is about yeah. the upsc right i mm. talked Uh, some coaching institutions which provide uh, je and neet services mm-hmm. as well so mm-hmm. for example ellen uh, is is a big name in the industry and ellen uh, is headquartered in kota they have more than 20 branches across the country and according to one of their uh, spokespersons he, uh, he told me that last year they had uh, nearly 2 lakh students 
enrolled across uh, you know branches in the country so just imagine the number of students they have now this guy also told me that if you know the exam dates uh, get postponed beyond july Hmm. or be, then they will also you know face uh, big problems in terms of admissions hmm. so this is and and there is again a difference within the industry as well so for example you know institutions like ln akash career point resonance these are like big names and they mm-hmm. have uh, and they have always drawn you know thousands of students over the years so they also have big cash reserves so maybe one or two bad business years I mean, not going to make much of a difference to them because they can sail through with their cash reserves. Sure. But the problem happens with coaching institutions which cater to a particular region, which are much smaller in terms of their admission figures. Mm-hmm. So, to understand that perspective, I talked to a coaching institution based out of uh, Assam. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called uh, Potential and Concept Educations. Mm-hmm. Now, within Assam, they are a big player, but again, of course, their base is limited. So. in contrast to say an allen which enrolls uh, 2 lakh students uh, potential and concept enrolls on an average 2000 students a year hmm. so that contrast is there so the uh, one person i mean uh, she is a teacher when miss satinder calls she teaches in one of the branches but she also heads one of the, their branches she hmm. she is well aware with the management of uh, the company of, of potential and concept so she also told me that they are expecting at least a 15% downfall in terms of admissions Hmm. So right. this is this is a phenomenon that can be seen across industry. Yeah. Then we also spoke to uh, Triumphant Institute of Management Education, that is famously known as Time. Now that's again big for management entrances. So Time, uh, a key and you know, a senior person of the Delhi NCR region from Time, uh, he also told us that uh, they are they have actually you know incurred substantial losses this time, and uh, the actual nature of the impact will depend on how long the lo- lockdown stretches. so basically right. in, in in essence everybody is you know staring at bad days ahead ha huh. i i am can you can you just tell us uh, like what are the ways in which uh, online uh, online classrooms are not very feasible yeah this is one interesting aspect which i uh, you know discussed with many of the coaching institution providers as well as some experts from the industry so the thing is that uh, since this lockdown began there has been a big jump in terms of you know uh, online learners Hmm. For example, according to a report published by News18.com, uh, Baidu's the famous uh, e-learning app. Huh. So Baidu's has seen you know a jump of nearly 60 lakh uh, new students in their platforms. So uh, similarly, other you know uh, online platforms have also you know registered big jumps in the uh, in terms of new students. So that is an evolving phenomenon which is very contrary to what is happening to the offline coaching centers. Hmm. but that is why i asked this question to not only the coaching institution people but also to some market experts hmm. but what i came to understand is that this is this this uh, you know jump this part of online learning is not going to be you know a long term phenomenon this is actually a temporary development and in the long run uh, ultimately people will return to you know the classroom structure of coaching institutions because i mean that is popularly called as the brick and mortar institutions so a couple of experts who who were uh, very keenly study this sector have told me that uh, there are a number of factors which ultimately go in favor of the brick and mortar coaching institutions for example if you look at the age group of students who enroll in uh, coaching institutions for say neat and je yeah. most of them are like you know teenagers huh. so to 
limit that kind of a huge student group within homes and you know put them on online learning methods put them right. before a laptop or a uh, tab or a mobile phone that is not going to work out for a long time because uh, these students they they go to the coaching centers not only to learn but also to you know make friends socialize explore things okay, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. social aspect is there and that is why you cannot you know just put them restrict them within homes uh, for a long time so ultimately that will again bring them back to the brick and mortar coaching institutions then again there is another factor of uh, language so one expert uh, i mean his name is uh, abhishek agrawal and he is the executive director of this market research agency called market and development research associates he told me that uh, the online learning platforms also face a major challenge in terms of catering to students in the regional languages hmm. so for example uh, say uh, in a classroom in bihar or in a classroom in tamil nadu or in a classroom in assam hmm. now uh, the medium of instruction might be english but then Uh, the communication that happens between the students and the teacher that is often in the native language that is often in the native tongue right so mm-hmm. that ultimately you know helps facilitate the communication right. and clears the doubts of the students so that is an advantage which uh, uh, ultimately is going to help the offline coaching industry now that is something the online spaces have not been able to exploit as of now because online content contents are mostly available in english or hindi yeah. so that is one major drawback again uh, ayan another thing you mentioned was uh, about regional centers how this might actually help regional uh, coaching uh, institutes right uh, can yeah. you t- tell us uh, like briefly uh, let yeah, me exactly yeah. yeah so uh, i mean the negative impact on business is going to be uh, there for almost everyone but uh, this uh evolving situation this ongoing crisis is also going to lead to a new pattern and that pattern is uh, going to benefit the regional centers of coaching institutions so what this means is that suppose uh, a student from say uttar pradesh from some interior parts of uttar pradesh was earlier planning to come to delhi for his or her medical and engineering education Hmm. that student will now most likely go to a regional branch of the same coaching institution so instead uh-huh. of coming to bigger hubs like kota or delhi or any other major metropolitan city now hmm. students will prefer to go to the regional branches right so that is so that is ultimately going ultimately going to help you know the coaching institutions which are bigger in size which have regional branches but if there is a coaching institution which has a branch say only in kota or only in bangalore or only in delhi Hmm. so that institution is going to face the impact right so that is that is that is a that is a phenomenon which experts are predicting this yeah. also means that ultimately this you know changing pattern will benefit uh, a number of local players for example this uh, potential concept that i talked about this is a local player this is only you know limited to assam or at max some northeastern you know neighboring northeastern states so these kinds of coaching institutions will now draw more students mm-hmm. and that is why when i talked to say this uh, uh, potential and concept lady she told me that their losses would have been bigger if this factor this possibility mm-hmm. was not there right that is right. why now they are staring at 15% dip otherwise maybe it would have been 30 or 40% right. so that is also going to happen so uh, so ayan can you since you spoke to so many experts and did such a detailed report can you i mean if there are any students listening to this uh, can you tell them what the future you know what you see yeah uh, as their future i mean you know what lies ahead sort of 
in terms of learning method uh, i spoke to this expert uh, his name is aurobindo saxena he's he has a vast experience in the industry he's been working in the invest, uh, in the education sector for almost 18 years now now uh, he predicts that going ahead uh, you know the pattern the format of learning will be blended which means uh, the students in addition to their classroom lectures they will also take help of online materials and that is yeah. happening now i mean currently also that's happening people just you know google or resort to some apps to learn new things so he says that uh, the online uh, medium of learning is not going to replace the traditional method but ultimately there is going to be a blended learning which will encompass materials from the offline classroom structure as well as the online space um thank you so much ayan yeah all right now coming to basant uh mm-hmm. basant uh, basant has been uh, listeners if you've not read basant stories please do it i mean he does write in hindi but uh, you can always use google translate uh, it's not very bad but i mean if you can read in hindi it's great basant has been consistently following stories of migrant workers and their plight uh, he's been going out and uh, you know he's been going out everywhere and his last report was a heartbreaking one from the dhabas of murthal where he spoke to migrant workers and their families who were stuck there and if you've not read it please do read it and there's also an excellent video story that is uh, attached to the written report now uh, basant's latest report is on this uh, on a bunch of auto drivers from delhi who were uh, i mean who couldn't deal with the lockdown who couldn't deal with living in delhi and uh, ultimately they decided to leave in their auto and uh, they went all the way from delhi to katihar and basant spoke to them so basant please hame bataiye kaun hai ye log aur kaise inhone decide kiya ki ye auto mein jayenge ghar ha pehle ek cheez main apne listener ko batana chahta hu ki jo murthal wali story to english mein bhi hai तो हिंदी में तो है ही इंग्लिश में भी है तो आप जो भी इंग्लिश पढ़ सकते हो इंग्लिश पढ़ ले जो हिंदी में पढ़ सकते हो हिंदी में पढ़ ले और जो दुखीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडीलेटेडी
कुछ उनका नाम अभी मैं मिस कर रहा हूँ मिश्रा है समथिंग आप, आपको याद होगा कि मैंने आपको जवाब दे दिया वाला मैंने आपको जवाब दे दिया वाला एक वीडियो वायरल हुआ था एक बीजेपी नेता वाला उस रिपोर्ट को जो कर रहे थे वही रिपोर्टर ने आज डाला है कि कैसे महाराष्ट्र में महिला अपने कंधे पे दो बच्चे को रखे हुए पैदल चले जा रही चले जा रही कैसे ट्रक के पीछे लोग लटक के जा रहे हैं ताकि उनको पैर को थोड़ी राहत मिल जाए और आपने भी देखा होगा वो शायद हम सबने देखा वो जो सीमेंट मिक्सर वाली मशीन होती है जो घर उसमें से कैसे लोग अंदर बंद करके जा रहे हैं तो चारों तरफ से बंद होता है सीधे छोटा सा हिस्सा खुला रहता है तो अभी भी प्लान इस तरीके से हो रहा है और दुख है और तकलीफ है कि हमारे बहुत सारे एंकर सुधीर चौधरी ने बहुत शर्मिंदगी वाली बात है कि उसने कह दिया जिसने शराब फ्री हुआ जिनके पास टिकट के पैसे नहीं है और शराब के पैसे उनको क्या पता कि उस लाइन में कौन लगा है हमारे उनके जैसे लोग लगे हैं बहुत सारे लोग नहीं लगे होंगे ठीक तो खैर तो जो हमारी स्टोरी वो बिहार के लोग हैं कटिहार जिले के नौ लोग हैं और ये रहते थे यहाँ स्टफ कैलाश में एक छोटा कोई जगह है वहाँ पे स्टफ कैलाश में और ये ऑटो चला के अपना घर परिवार चलाते थे गाँव में पैसे से जब पहली बार मोदी सरकार ने चौबीस मार्च को लॉकडाउन की घोषणा की देश भर में तो इन्होंने फैसला किया कि हम घर नहीं जाएंगे हमारे पास जो सेविंग है उसके जरिए हम रहेंगे और 21 दिन बाद जब लॉकडाउन खुल जाएगा काम शुरू हो जाएगा तो सब नॉर्मल हो जाएगा तो फिर पैसे कमा ही लेंगे लेकिन 14 अप्रैल को प्रधानमंत्री फिर सुबह सुबह आए उन्होंने लॉकडाउन एक्सटेंड कर दिया तो फिर इन्होंने उस दिन फैसला किया कि हम लोग निकल जाते हैं उस दिन दिल्ली से काफी संख्या में लोग निकले तो रात को चौदह तारीख की देर रात लोग निकले ऑटो से अब गाड़ियां तो चल नहीं रही पैदल जाने की हिम्मत नहीं है सब में और ये सब नौजवान है तो इनके पास ऑटो है अपना तो ये लोग ऑटो से निकले और बदरपुर बॉर्डर पे गए तो वहाँ पुलिस ने रोक दिया तो जैसे सद्दाम ने मुझे बताया कि पुलिस का पैर वैर पकड़ लिया इन लोगों ने कि हम यहाँ भूखे मर रहे हैं ऐसे ऐसे तो हमें जाने दीजिए थोड़ा जाँच वाँच किया और इनको जाने दिया सद्दाम के बारे में थोड़ा बता दीजिए कौन है सदाम कटिहार जिले के रहने वाले उनका एक ऑटो था जो दो ऑटो से लोग नौ लोग गए हैं हाँ। तो ये कॉटो सद्दाम का था और ये किसी और का था और ये लोग पांच एक में और चार एक में और सद्दाम पिछले सात साल से चौबीस साल का हैं और सात साल से वो दिल्ली में ऑटो चलाते हैं छह साल से तो इस तरीके से वो लोग अब वो लोग दिल्ली से आगरा पहुंचे आगरा से लखनऊ लखनऊ से गोरखपुर जा रहे थे तो रास्ते में पुलिस ने रोक दिया और फिर वो लोग मुजफ्फरपुर होते हुए तीन दिन मतलब बहत्तर घंटे लगातार ऑटो चलाए हैं और क्योंकि रास्ते में कहीं रुकने का इंतजाम नहीं था कहीं कहीं देर रात को ऑटो गर्म ना हो जाए और गर्म हो तो मशीन ना खराब हो जाए इसलिए वो लोग रोकते रहे इसलिए कटिहार काफी दूर है 1400 किलोमीटर है 1400 किलोमीटर लगातार ऑटो चलाना थोड़ा मुश्किल होगा ही थोड़ा क्या ज्यादा ही मुश्किल होगा लेकिन जिस तरीके से लोग घर पहुंचे उसके बाद जैसे पहुंचे कटिहार इनको क्वारंटाइन कर दिया गया चौदह दिनों के लिए और ये लोग दो मई को कटिहार के एक सरकारी स्कूल में हाँ। जहाँ इनको बहुत अच्छी स्थिति में नहीं रहे और अगर आप बिहार में देखें तो बिहार के क्वारंटाइन सेंटर से लगातार ऐसी खबरें आ रही है जो उसकी बदहाली की तस्वीर हमारे सामने रखती है कटिहार से कल एक वीडियो वायरल हुआ कि लोग क्वारंटाइन सेंटर से भाग रहे हैं और आज कई खबरें ऐसी आई है कि क्वारंटाइन सेंटर में खराब खाना मिला तो जिस क्वारंटाइन सेंटर में सद्दाम थे उसमें सुबह मिलता था चूड़ा और चूड़ा मिलता था इनको मतलब चूड़ा जिसको हमारे बिहार में दोपहर में आलू चावल रात में पलवल आलू चावल मतलब चौदह दिन तक इनको रोटी नसीब नहीं हुई और उसके बाद सिर्फ आलू और मतलब क्या जैसे सद्दाम की भाषा में कहें तो दस किलो आलू होते और रहने पे उसमें एक किलो परवल होता तो इस तरीके से और सरकारी स्कूल में ना कोई इंतजाम है ना कुछ है 
उसमें 200 लोग थे अब मान लीजिए कि मैं बीमार हूँ या नहीं हूँ कोई दूसरा बीमार है तो इस तरीके से ये जो चार पांच दिन का सफर रहा ये सद्दाम सद्दाम की एक साथी थे तनवीर तनवीर का एक पैर से विकलांग है और जब चार साल की उम्र थी तो उनका एक पैर खराब हो गया और वो दिल्ली में ऑटो चलाते हैं वो किराए पे ऑटो चलाते हैं किसी और का तो अपना ऑटो लेके नहीं जा पाए लेकिन वो किसी और का ऑटो चला के गए हैं तो वो भी उनका भी यही कहना था कि ये सब चीजें हम कभी याद नहीं करना चाहते मतलब की मतलब की वो मतलब उनका सफर के बाद उनका प्रॉब्लम अंत नहीं हुआ और भी बढ़ी गया मतलब या सेम ही था दो मई तक उनका दो मई तक उनका मतलब चौदह तारीख से लेके दो मई तक उन उनकी परेशानी रही और दो मई के बाद जब घर पहुंचे हैं क्वारंटाइन सेंटर से तब ठीक जी तो बसंत आपके रिपोर्ट में ना एक आपने लिखा है जब तमाम राज्य सरकार अपने राज्यों के मजदूरों को लाने की बात कर रही है और लाना ला भी रही है ऐसे में बिहार के नीतीश कुमार के नेतृत्व वाली बीजेपी जे की सरकार टालमटोल करते हुए दिख रही है इसके बारे में थोड़ा सा और बताइए कि मतलब क्या कर रहे हैं नीतीश कुमार आप देखिए तो मतलब मैं मैं एक उदाहरण देता हूँ कि मेरा एक परिवार है मेरा बस अपना मेरे चा, दो चाचा बाहर हैं जो कोलकाता में मेरे अपने बड़े भाई दिल्ली में लखनऊ में मैं मेरे फादर मेरी दो बहनें दिल्ली में चार मतलब कम मेरे घर में दादा दादी और मम्मी और छोटे भाइयों को छोड़ के लगभग दस लोग एक मेरे परिवार से दिल्ली में जी, एक जी, मैं मेरे बस गांव का एक छोटा सा परिवार में बिहार के हर घर की ये स्थिति है जी, कुछ कुछ तो घर के सारे लोग बाहर है घर पे ताला लटका हुआ है तो इस तरीके से बिहार के बिहार सरकार का अनुमान है कि सत्रह लाख लोग वापस आ सकते हैं ठीक अब बिहार सरकार के पास इतनी इतनी सुविधाएं नहीं है बिहार सरकार ने कहा कि इक्कीस दिन हम लोगों को क्वारंटाइन सेंटर में नीतीश कुमार को इस बात का डर है कि सत्रह लाख लोग अगर बिहार वापस लौट आते हैं तो वो कैसे मैनेज करेंगे बिहार की अर्थव्यवस्था बिहार में संसाधन नहीं है बिहार में रोजगार नहीं है और ये सत्रह लाख लोग चले जाएंगे तो कहाँ से खाएंगे और खाएंगे नहीं अगर राशन सरकारी नहीं मिलेगा तो वही चोरी डकैती लूटपाट होगी तो इसलिए नीतीश कुमार पहले तो उन्होंने कहा दिया कि नहीं प्रधानमंत्री ने ऐसा कहा है कि जो जहाँ है वही रहे तो हम किसी को भी नहीं लाएंगे ठीक शुरुआत उन्होंने इससे की बाद में उन्होंने कहा कि राज्य सरकार अगर केंद्र सरकार अनुमति देती है तो हम लाएंगे फिर केंद्र सरकार की अनुमति है तो बाकी राज्य सरकारें अपने मजदूरों को बस से लाने लगी ठीक लेकिन नीतीश कुमार ने और उनके जो उप मुख्यमंत्री सुशील कुमार मोदी ने तब केंद्र सरकार पे ये दबाव बनाया कि आप ट्रेन से छोड़िए मतलब इनकी इच्छा शक्ति नहीं है इन्होंने क्या किया कि बाहर जितने एक एक हजार रुपए डाल दिए ठीक ताकि मजदूर जहाँ है वही रुक जाए बिहार सरकार डर रही है और ये डर वाजिब भी है क्योंकि बिहार के पास संसाधन नहीं है और अगर इस इस तरीके से इतने लोग वापस जाते हैं तो बिहार में एक बड़ा क्राइसिस होगा बिहार में हम आपको बता दें कि लगभग सत्रह लाख या बीस लाख लोग ऐसे हैं जिन जो जिनके पास कोई भूमि नहीं है मतलब भूमिहीन है ना उनके पास घर बनाने के लिए जमीन है ना रोजगार के खेती के लिए उसमें से ज्यादातर लोग बाहर ही रहते हैं अब अगर वो लोग जाएंगे तो उनको घर तो रहने के लिए चाहिए ना तो सरकारी जमीन पर कब्जा करेंगे सुप्रीम कोर्ट का ऑर्डर है कि जल और वन के जमीन पे किसी भी स्थिति में कब्जा नहीं होगी तो पुलिस मारेगी इस तरीके से एक नया पूरा एक नया चीज शुरू होगा जो बिहार में बहुत पहले होता था जमीनों पे कब्जा जमीनों के लिए हत्या तो नीतीश कुमार और बिहार सरकार मुझे लग रहा है इसीलिए डर रहे हैं और कई लोगों ने मुझे ये बताया कि जो तमाम राज्य सरकारें चौदह दिन क्वारंटाइन सेंटर में रख रही है नीतीश सरकार इक्कीस दिन 
ये इसलिए किया जा रहा है कि जो मजदूर वापस जाना चाहे वो डर के ना जाए कि यहाँ से चले तो इक्कीस दिन रहना पड़ेगा बुरे हालत में तो ये भी डर है तो बिहार सरकार का डर वाजिब है कि संसाधन नहीं है और केंद्र सरकार बहुत मदद नहीं कर रही है देखिए आपकी दिल्ली में दिल्ली में कोई मदद नहीं मिल रही केंद्र सरकार से और इनको शराब पे और डीजल पेट्रोल पे टैक्स बढ़ाना पड़ गया जी जी बसंत एक बात मैं आपसे पूछना चाहूंगी क्योंकि आपने इतना क्लोजली फॉलो किया है ये माइग्रेंट वर्कर्स का जो प्रॉब्लम है शुरू से ही जब से ये पैंडेमिक शुरू हुआ है आपको क्या लगता है कि मतलब अभी गवर्नमेंट का रिस्पांस कुछ बदला है क्या मतलब थोड़ा पॉजिटिव रिस्पांस आया है आप आपका क्या आपका आपकी क्या राय है देखिए प्रधानमंत्री अभी तक इस पे कोई बयान नहीं दिया जहाँ तक मुझे पता है प्रधानमंत्री का कोई ट्वीट और कोई बयान नहीं आया जबकि प्रधानमंत्री हर मसले पे बोल रहे हैं जी दूसरा ये की कोई भी इस पे सरकार का आदमी इसको गंभीरता से नहीं ले रहा वजह यह भी है कि नेशनल मीडिया ने इस मसले को उठाया ही नहीं मैं हैरान हूं कि सुधीर चौधरी कल परसों शो कर रहे थे कि रेलवे का टिकट नहीं लग रहा है पचासी परसेंट केंद्र सरकार दे रही है पंद्रह परसेंट राज्य सरकार दे रही है ठीक है अभी तक केंद्र सरकार का ये नोटिफिकेशन का कागज किसी के पास नहीं कई लोग ऐसा लिख रहे हैं कि अगर ऐसा है तो कागज दिखाइए दूसरी बात मान लीजिए कि मैं भूखा हूँ अगर ये बात कोई तीसरा कह रहा है आपसे की अरे स्निग्धा मान लीजिए कि आयान आपसे कह रहे हैं कि बसंत तो खूब रसगुल्ले खा के बैठो ठीक है आप मुझे जानती हैं तो आप एक बार पूछेंगे ना कि तुम खाए हो या भूखे हो जब मजदूर ट्रेन से सफर कर रहे हैं आपके पास सैकड़ों रिपोर्टर हैं तो आप मजदूरों से ही पूछ लीजिए कि टिकट लिया या नहीं आप सरकार पे भरोसा तो कर रहे हैं लेकिन मजदूरों पर क्यों नहीं भरोसा कर रहे हैं उनके हाथ में टिकट है टिकट पे डेट लिखा होगा उसका उसका वीडियो करिए ना तो मीडिया भी इसको छुपाना चाह रही है केंद्र सरकार भी इसको बहुत खुल के नहीं आ रही है राज्य सरकारें आपसदारी में परेशान है तो इसको और सबको पता है कि मजदूर कल को मजदूर बहुत इम्पोर्टेंट नहीं रखते हैं मतलब सरकारों को हाँ जैसे अभी देख लीजिए कर्नाटका में जो रोक दिया जैसे अभी अन ने बताया कि अचानक से जब अभी तक सब बोल रहे थे हाँ हाँ हम स्पेशल ट्रेन में भेजेंगे बस में भेजेंगे अभी कर्नाटका के मिनिस्टर ने मना कर दिया है और दिस राइट आफ्टर उनकी मीटिंग विद बिल्डर्स तो अच्छा बसंत अन आपसे कुछ पूछना चाह रहे हैं हाँ बसंत मैं ये पूछने वाला था तो आपने ये जो ऑटो वाला वाले के बारे में स्टोरी की तो एक सवाल ये है तो पूरे जर्नी के दौरान खाने पीने का प्रॉब्लम तो है ही और साथ में ये जो गैस ऑटो चलाने के लिए चाहिए था वो कैसे मैनेज किया क्योंकि काफी लंबा सफर था तो आपने उसके बारे में पूछा हाँ 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 मेरी स्टोरी में इनको दोनों गाड़ियों में पचपन लीटर का गैस और पेट्रोल खर्च हुआ है दरअसल ये लोग यहाँ से आगरा तक तो सीएनजी से गए हैं अच्छा ठीक है और आगरा से ये लोग पेट्रोल के जरिए गए हैं क्योंकि ऑटो में ऐसा ऑप्शन होता है कि सीएनजी ना हो तो आप पेट्रोल से चला सकते अच्छा तो ये लोग यहाँ तक गए हैं वहां से ये लोग पेट्रोल से गए मतलब सी एन जी हर जगह नहीं मिलता तो उसमें ऑप्शन होता है कि आप सीएनजी नहीं है तो पेट्रोल से चला लें तो ये लोग उससे पचपन सौ इनका खर्च हुआ है मतलब डीजल उस पर डीजल पे डीजल कह रहा हूँ जो फ्यूल है उस पर अच्छा तो इस तरीके से खाने पीने का या क्या है कई जगहों पे लोग कुछ कुछ दिए हैं लेकिन जो उन्होंने बताया कि हम खा नहीं पा रहे थे क्योंकि कई जगहों पे पुलिस ने जो दिया वो काफी खराब खाना था बिस्किट वगैरह जरूर खाए रास्ते में बिस्किट वगैरह जो लोगों ने बांटे वो जरूर खाए तो लगभग कितने पैसे थे इनके हाथ में मतलब जर्नी करने से शुरू करने से पहले 
देखिए ये लोग जो सदाम के अनुसार सदाम ने मुझे बताया कि इनके पास पैसे खत्म हो गए थे दस ग्यारह दिन बाद क्योंकि अच्छा। उस महीने में इन लोगों ने घर पैसे भेज दिए थे तो फिर ये लोग अपने घर से पैसे मंगाए खाने पीने के लिए कि चार पांच दिन और दस दिन है रुक जाएंगे लेकिन उसके बाद लॉकडाउन बढ़ गया तो फिर इसमें से कुछ लोग जो थोड़े से अच्छे परिवार से थे मतलब थोड़े अच्छे परिवार से उन लोगों ने अपने घर से पैसे मंगा लिए लेकिन जो ऐसे थे जिनके ही आमदनी पे परिवार चल रहा था उन लोगों ने कहा कि तुम चलो हम घर पे इंतजाम करके तुमको देंगे तो जैसे तनवीर जिनका नाम लिया मैंने वो दिव्यांग है उनके पास पैसे नहीं थे तो उन्होंने कहा कि हम आपको घर दे देंगे और तमाम लोग एक ही गांव के हैं तो इसमें कोई नहीं था कि अगर कल को कहीं कोई कहीं भाग जाएगा तो ऐसा वो लोग आपस में इसको मैनेज किए हैं अच्छा ठीक है बसंत आपको क्या लगता है की मतलब फ्यूचर में फॉर दिन in the next one month maybe do you think this situation uh, will improve for migrant mazdooron ki ji ji dekhiye ab to lag raha hai ki migrant worker ki sthiti normal ho jayegi kyunki bihar sarkar aur tamam sarkare apne mazdooron ko apne yahan bulane lagi na chahte hue bhi majboori mein bhi bulana pad raha hai kyunki galiyan pad rahi hai ek video viral hua nitish kumar ko itni bhaddi bhaddi galiyan kuch log de rahe the to ab log bulane lage hain lekin ye samasya yahi khatam nahi ho jati hai hum dekhe ki ये समस्या गांव में फिर बड़ी हो जाएगी इनकेस अगर अभी भारत सरकार विदेश से भी लोगों को बुला रही है उसमें बहुत सारे लोग हैं जो खाड़ी देश में हमारे बिहार यूपी के लोग हैं केरल के हैं ये लोग मजदूरी कर रहे हैं ये जब तमाम लोग मान लीजिए कि एक गांव में वो वापस जाएंगे अब मान लीजिए कि मैं फिर अपना अपना इंडिविजुअल उदाहरण दू की मेरे घर के दस लोग अगर बिहार वापस जाते हैं तो संसाधन वही है जो हमारे घर पे जितनी खेती है हम सब खाएंगे कमाएंगे हम नहीं सेविंग जितना होगा उसको खर्च करेंगे और दिहाड़ी मजदूरों के पास तो सेविंग भी नहीं होता बहुत सारा बहुत ज्यादा वो दो चार महीने खा लें अगर उनके पास सेविंग होता तो दिल्ली में क्यों नहीं रुक जाते तो ये पता नहीं क्यों मैं परसों एक रिपोर्ट के लिए बिहार के कुछ सीनियर पत्रकारों से बात कर रहा था और यूपी के भी कुछ पत्रकारों से मैंने बात की तो उन्होंने मुझसे कहा कि आने वाले समय में एक बड़ी क्राइसिस हमारे यहाँ देखने को मिलेगी अगर सरकार आर्थिक मदद नहीं करी हम जैसे ये राहुल गांधी आजकल बात कर रहे हैं अर्थशास्त्रियों से तो उसमें वो लोग भी कह रहे हैं कि लोगों को डायरेक्ट पैसे मदद की जाए जैसे अगर जितनी मैंने जितना मैंने सुना पड़ा तो तब तक अगर डायरेक्ट पैसा सरकार मजदूरों को और लोगों को हाथों में नहीं देगी लोगों के पास खर्च नहीं होगा अगर खर्च नहीं होगा तो चोरी चमा चोरी बढ़ेगा चोरी लोग करेंगे गाँव में और इस तरीके से ये बड़ा बड़ा मतलब बड़ा क्राइसिस वाला वक्त आने वाला है अगर ये स्थिति बनी रही तो और ये स्थिति बनी रहेगी ये साल तो वैसे भी कम अभी देखिए केस कैसे बढ़ा है कल उनतालीस सौ केस आए हैं अब तो पचास हजार होने वाला है हाँ, हाँ लगभग चार हजार केस कल आए हैं और हंड्रेड पार मौत हुई है तो अभी केस ऐसा और ये जब शराब वाला हुआ उसके बाद और बढ़ा है तो जिस तरीके से केस बढ़ रहा है सुनीता जी ये साल तो बर्बाद है ही और सोसाइटी में अलग ही क्राइसिस आएगी और खासकर मैं बिहार यूपी को अगर देखूं तो आ, काफी माहौल खराब होने वाला बहुत सारे रिपोर्टर इस ऐसी खबरों के लिए निकल चुके हैं ग्राउंड पे ग्राउंड की क्राइसिस क्या है तो वो देखना बड़ा मुश्किल होगा वो भुखमरी की स्थिति जरूर बनेगी क्योंकि मान लीजिए कि बिहार के बिहार सरकार के आंकड़ों के अनुसार सत्रह लाख ऐसे लोग हैं लगभग अठारह लाख जिनके पास अपनी जमीन नहीं है भूमिहीन है बिहार सरकार कितने महीनों तक तो उनको खाने को देगी मान लीजिए कि गेहूं बिहार सरकार गेहूं देती है गेहूं और चावल दाल भी दे सकती है तेल भी तो चाहिए गैस भी तो चाहिए राशन के खाना बनाने के लिए लकड़ी तो चाहिए अब ये चीजें आएगी नहीं मजदूरों के पास जो बहुत गरीब तबका है वही क्राइसिस होगा और ये बहुत खतरनाक होगा अभी देखिए कल एक आदमी ने नौकरी के लिए सुसाइड किया है 
सुसाइड रेट भी बढ़ेगा डिप्रेशन बढ़ेगा जो अमीर तबका है उनका बिजनेस चौपट होगा तो वो ई नहीं भरेंगे तो उनका अपना डिप्रेशन है तो आने वाले समय बड़ा खराब आ रहा है पता नहीं क्यों मुझे लग रहा है मुझे ही नहीं लग रहा बहुत लोगों को लग रहा है जी 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 मतलब ये सिचुएशन अगर सब कोई वापस घर पहुंच भी जाए तो भी आ, मतलब ये नहीं कि सब कुछ नॉर्मल हो जाएगा और अगर नॉर्मल हो जाता है तो घर छोड़ता ही नहीं कोई नॉर्मल नहीं था तभी तो लोगो ने घर एग्जैक्टली एग्जैक्टली राइट थैंक यू सो मच बसंत and thank you for doing these stories um yeah and uh, please uh, guys if you've read basant's reports and if you've not read them please read them and once you read them you i'm sure you will realize what a great job he's doing to support him to do more of such ground reports please subscribe to news laundry go to the website and click on the subscribe button the lowest plan starts at 300 rupees a month only so please go and do the honors and uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast we shall finish off with some recommendations from everybody nikita yeah so um i would say you know the best thing that i have watched uh, in you know in in this week is uh, there's this movie called the laudromat it is oh, available oh yeah yeah <laughs> have you seen that yes i have <laughs> amazing right yes very good yeah i have also watched the movie it's nice Yeah, yeah. So I'll just tell uh, for for the viewers. Viewers, I'll tell what. Yeah, please, please. Yeah. So it's basically about shell companies and how the shell companies work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie, you know, starts with the protagonist of the movie is a widow who could not get the insurance money after uh, you know her husband died, and you know then she starts to explore things, and then you know the entire mosaic Fonseca and the shell companies are explored. So it's available on Netflix, and it's a very good uh, movie. Yeah, and it's got Meryl Streep, so it can't go bad. <laughs> All right, thank you, and uh, Aya. Uh, I am also recommending a movie. So the movie's name is Bird Box. This was released in 2018, and it's currently available on Netflix. Hmm. So this movie is also about a global crisis. Just that hmm. the crisis is not a disease, but it's like a mass suicide spree that oh. affects all parts of the world. Now this is a story about survival and how you know you need to adapt to the changing situation. So I'm not going to reveal more than that, but it's a good yeah. watch. So I am recommending this. Great, thank you. Yeah, I would like to add something. I've seen huh. the movie Bird Box. It's don't you think, uh, Ayan? It's very uh, similar to what is happening these days because <laughs> you know, the uh, problem, the global crisis, there was not really visible, but we could like everybody could feel it. So yeah, 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 exactly. Similar is happening the, today because we cannot see the microorganism which is coronavirus, but you know we can mm. just feel the symptoms. We can see whatever is happening these days. True, true, true. Hmm. और बताया गया है की किस तरीके से अगर मतलब किस तरीके से चीजें हो रही है तो उस काफी अच्छा है अटुल सर का और दूसरा मैं ये कहूंगा की बरखा दर्द जिस तरीके से वो कर रही है माइग्रेंट लेबर पे उनको देख के मतलब उनके बारे में बहुत सारी चीजें आई थी तमाम बातों के बाद पिछले दिनों हमने देखा एनडीटीवी के मालिक पढ़ना और वो किस तरीके से उस लड़की का इंटरव्यू किए थे और बरखा दत्त लगातार ग्राउंड पे काम कर रही है और लगातार वो 
मजदूरों से बात कर रही है तो देखना चाहिए और कम से कम हकीकत एक सामने आ रही है कि मजदूर परेशान है और देखिए जैसे बिल्डर्स की जरूरत है ना मजदूर सबकी जरूरत है हमारी आपकी सबकी जरूरत है मजदूर अगर घर नहीं बनेगा तो हम लोग रहेंगे नहीं तो बरखा दत्त का देखना चाहिए वो उनका जो ट्विटर मोजो पे करती हैं तो वो काफी अच्छा है मैं चाहूंगा कि हमारे दर्शक उसे भी देखें और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री के तमाम रिपोर्ट जरूर पढ़े और मदद करें and it's called caliphate and it's based in sweden and uh, it's basically about how uh, isis radicalizes and recruits uh, women in uh, scandinavian countries and uh, in this case uh, sweden and it's uh, really well written and uh, beautifully shot and the actors are amazing um yeah i will not tell you more please go and watch it and listeners if you liked what you heard please rate our podcast on itunes or whatever platform you tune into we also have a bunch of other podcasts like hafta awful and awesome and most recently highway on my podcast and uh, better the rating more the reach and that in turn means better content और ये पॉडकास्ट आपको अगर पसंद आए तो अपने दोस्तों रिश्तेदारों से साझा करिए अपने सोशल मीडिया पे साझा करिए ताकि हम ज्यादा से ज्यादा लोगों तक पहुंच सके and listeners we are very eager to hear your feedback so do write to us at contact@newsonly.com with reporters without orders in the subject line you can also leave your comments on twitter or instagram or our facebook page and with that this podcast is adjourned all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.